Hey class, welcome back to the podcast, the Office Hours podcast uh, with Prof. JC, yours truly. And uh, coming to you, now this is not my bedroom here, this, uh, I sure wish it was. This is a hotel in uh, Palm Springs, California. I'm here for a board meeting uh, this week for a couple of days. And uh, so what else do you do when, when you come to beautiful Palm Springs, you sit down at your video, at your computer, and you get the work done? I don't know if this affected, I don't think it affected you last week, but I actually, my, my, my original computer that I did all my work on a podcast, it, it, uh, it was, went, it went, uh, it just died on me, literally just died on me. So I had to get a whole new computer and all that kind of stuff. So that was interesting. Hey, so I want to give you a quick, oh, a quick overview about where we're going, uh, the next few weeks. And, um, so you have an idea about what this class is going to look like, and then we'll dive into what we're going to talk about today, which is unhappiness and mortality leading to purpose. Sounds interesting, right? I'm looking forward to getting into it. So here's what we're going to do. This week is week 12. So we're going to have our video podcast on happiness, but we're also going to have questions that help lead to mission. If we were to bring all these one unit classes together, okay, your integrity piece, your purpose piece, your service piece, okay? Uh, you would at the end of it, you would have what's called your personal constitution. And I actually think we're, we're doing some work around that to do some evolution going forward and, and kind of how we do this class. But uh, it's important that you get your personal constitution down. And I will tell you that even at 44 years of old uh, years of age, okay, old enough to be for some of you in uh, taking this class, probably old enough to be your, your dad uh, or be one of your dad's friends. Right. Uh, even at my stage in life where I'm at. And I think I'm in a pretty good stage of life. I find myself coming back to my principles, values, purpose, vision, mission, my constitution uh, almost on a daily basis. It's a great reminder for me. It keeps me focused in it so I don't get, you know, all the distractions we have in this world. Right. It, it keeps me from from getting distracted. And I want you to have the same thing. So that's going to be this week. Next week, you have nothing to do because it is Thanksgiving week. And so you don't have to worry about doing anything next week. No podcast or anything like that, which will be great. The following week, um, we will do another podcast. Every um, every podcast that we look at right now um, is going to be taken from this book right here, The Happiness of Pursuit. And I'm very excited about it. Um, this is where we're going to spend the rest of our time. And if you've not had a chance to read this book, start diving into it. If you get a chance, because this is where we're going to spend all of our podcast time the rest of this semester. So we'll come back for week 14. We're going to have a video podcast. And then we're going to get to the answers. You all created a bunch of questions around purpose and vision. Now you're going to now you're going to have a chance to answer those questions. Uh, then the next week, we're going to come back, do another video podcast. Um and then you're going to have the answers that lead to your mission. Okay. So from that, you're going to have all those answers put together. Uh, and then the, our final week, we'll have another video podcast. And that'll be my favorite one. We're going to talk about something that's, I think, incredibly important. And then that week, you're going to have a 1500 word reflection paper, or you do the evaluation. A 1500 reflection paper, a 1500 word reflection paper. Did I say page? I meant word. 1500 word reflection paper, or you do the end of class evaluation. You get to make the choice on that. You earn the points either way. Okay. You, uh, you can do both if you want to, but you only have to choose one or two. So you can write 1500 words or do the class evaluation for week 16. So that's where we're going. I'm very excited. And this is a great book. I kind of wish we would have dived in, dove into it, dived, dove, dove did it, 
into it earlier in the class. But here's what I want to talk about today. Unhappiness. So this is from chapter two. It's called The Great Discontent. And it gives a quote from Thomas Edison. It says, discontent is the first necessity of progress. I love that. In order for us to begin the process of moving forward, of knowing what our purpose is, we've got to be discontent with where we are. This is the biggest problem with why most people stay where they're at and they don't evolve to the next level because they're content right where they are. This is most of the world. And the older you get, you know, one of the things I tell people, I was kind of a late bloomer. Life began for me around the age 30, 31. I began to really get it, 32. I had one of my biggest heartbreaks. I got fired from a job that meant everything to me. And I had to start from scratch at 32. And that was probably one of the greatest things that really helped me grow up. And, you know, to have that punch in the gut, I tell students all the time, at some point, life is going to kick you in the teeth. It, it just, it just, it just happens, especially when you're trying to pursue a big life, a good life. Life's going to kick you in the teeth at some point, and you're going to need that. Okay. And if you survive that, the, the rewards are going to be great for you, but it's important to, to survive that. But here's what I found. Most people don't want to get kicked in the teeth. And so they settle for a content life. And so they stay content, even though they're unhappy, they're miserable, but they stay content. Okay. And, and they don't go any further than that. They, they don't move into a discontent phase. They don't admit to themselves they're discontent. They just watch more Netflix. They just eat more carbs, eat more sugar. Um, they dive into whatever it is. They spend more money, whatever it is to keep them locked in to that content. But discontent is the first necessity of progress. When somebody admits to themselves, I'm not content with where I am, that's the first step to moving towards progress. And I believe one of the first steps to moving towards purpose. And so what the book says here, the lesson from this chapter is that unhappiness can lead to new beginnings. If you've ever dreamed of escaping to a new life, if you've ever thought of changing the world, if you've ever said to yourself, there must be more to life than this, you're not the only one. If you've ever felt a strange sense of alienation, a frustration that's hard to pin down, you've known discontent. When discontent sets in, it's time to make some changes. In, in a world where so much is possible, yet so many people are unhappy, there has to be another way. And then we move. So it, it gives some stories in this chapter. I recommend that you read this again. This is chapter two in the book. Uh, the, the the happiness of pursuit. I love that name right there because really that's what it's all about is the pursuit. It's it's uh, it, it's being happy in, in the pursuit, being happy in 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 the chasing of the purpose. All all of that's great. Okay, so then it ends the chapter uh, by saying this page thirty eight. If you've ever felt a strange sense of sadness or a strange sense of sadness or alienation. There's a potential way out of the confusion. Just shift this feeling to a sense of purpose. It's not all about happiness, although happiness often results from doing something you love. Instead, it's about challenge and fulfillment, finding the perfect combination of striving and achievement that comes from reaching the goal. Metaphorically, discontent is the match and inspiration. Uh, discontent is the match and inspiration is the kindling. When discontent leads to excitement, that's when you know you found your pursuit. As we'll see in the next chapter, that's called calling. Okay. Uh, now I want to come back to in the book. And again, if you have the book, feel free just to take it back to this page, page 32. And I just want to read through this real quick. And this is going to lead to our questions this week. 
Looking within, and this is key. Most people do not want to do this in life. And I think the point I was trying to make earlier is that the longer you do this, the longer you're able to look within. I think I, I said I was, I started off by saying that I'm a, I was a late bloomer. And I actually feel very lucky about that. I have people, I have friends of mine who started young and they peaked in their 30s and then they kind of started going downhill. I was able to start in 30 and then when I hit 40, life began to really take off. And it, now it's just, it's it's almost exponential every single year. It just gets better and better. But I'll tell you this, in, in my own life, it had to start with this idea of looking in. So the point I'm trying to make is that if you can get this now at your stage in life and you stick with it, by the time you get to my stage, what you start seeing is people start falling off. People start falling off. I had somebody tell me this years ago. You know, they said, JC, it's not about being great. It's about being consistent. And the more consistent you are, you're going to get to a certain point and people, you just keep running. You keep running the race. You're not going to be the fastest one. You don't want to be the slowest one, but you're not going to be the fastest one. You're not going to be the one, you know, impressing everybody and stuff. Because what happens if you stay consistent, you just keep running the race and there will be people who speed by you. But somewhere down the road, many of them end up burning out. And so you just stay consistent. It might take you a little while to catch up to them, but then you catch up and then you surpass them because they burn out. And then there are other people that, you know, character issues get in the way. And so they end up, you know, and there are other people that realize uh, along the way that they never want to be on this race, you know, in the first place. And then they kind of, you know, if you just stay at it and stay consistent. Okay, find something you do, stay consistent at it long term. I promise you there's a lot of success in consistency. Okay. But it starts with this idea of looking within. And if you can do that consistently, that's what I guess that's the point I was trying to make. Most people don't want to do that. Most people don't want to self-reflect. They don't want to look within. So they just make the decisions. They let their emotions drive everything that they do. I don't want that to be you. Page 32, whether you're trying to, to decide your next steps, you're filtering out dissenting voices in your head or other people, whatever it might be, or just nudging yourself along a set course, it helps to consult your internal compass. I love that. Consider these questions for self-reflection 101. Question number one is, how am I feeling? Your final decision may not be based entirely on feelings, but feelings can be a good overall temperature check. What makes you happy? What makes you sad? Are you eager to make progress or are you deferring? the next uh, part of the task. That's question number one, how am I feeling? Question number two is, what do I want really? What do I want really? Okay, not just what do I want, but what do I want really, right? Not what do I really want, but what do I want really, okay? In my case, and this is the author saying, I often wanna get things done and move on, uh, move ahead on projects. In those cases, the answer to my question is what are, uh, the answer to my question, what I want, in those cases, the answer to my question, what do I want, question involves making a list of what I hope to accomplish. I know it's like a typo there. I base this list on two or three most important projects at a time. Anyway, I don't need to read all that, okay? Um, but the second question is what do I want really? Oftentimes in life, we, we have an idea about what we want, but it may not be what you really, really want, Okay. And so I think we have to be honest, and I'll be honest with you, I'm in a season right now, again, at 44, where I'm trying to figure that out myself. Now, I've got the basic gist of it down. I love my life, but uh, so so I do work at, at Point Loma, which I love. It's, it's, it's one of the honors of my lifetime to be able to do this work, be able to serve you, serve students uh, at Point Loma, teach especially leadership students and business students. Oh, my goodness, it's, it's my greatest passion. 
so I'm um so I'm very excited about that. But on the opposite side, so I do consulting work and now I'm fighting the the you know, do I want to be a business person and only focus on sales and business and hiring other people to do the work or do I want to actually be out there, you know, as one of the ones who's teaching, who's doing the work. And I'm wrestling with that right now, right? One side probably has more of upside in terms of making more money. The other side probably has a little bit more upside in terms of impact and feeling like I'm making a difference and purpose and reaching out and touching people, but it may not be as lucrative. And so the question I'm asking right now, even at 44, is what do I want really, JC? What do I want? I I had a, I, I had lunch with a, a, uh, a guy who is just incredible. Uh, this is about a week or two ago. And I, I sat down with him. I said, I, I need your help on this. And he actually sent me an assessment that I'm going to take here in just a couple of days. And and uh, so maybe I'll keep you up to date on that. But but this is a question you may have to ask. I guess the point I'm trying to make is this might be a question you have to ask several times in life. It may not just be right now at the stage you're in. It might be something you have to keep asking. What do I want really? Then you come to the question, what is my identity? Who are you? What do you want to do ultimately? Your identity shapes everything about you, how you spend your time, your work, your priorities, and everything else. If you already have a good idea of who you are, take time to remind yourself of that image as you plan the next steps. If you can focus on what's important to you in the midst of bad news and that image brings you comfort, you know you're doing something right. And then the last question is, can I change the terms of this situation? There are two kinds of challenges those where you can take action to remedy the situation and those where you're relatively powerless. It's always good to know which kind of challenge you're facing. If you can influence the situation for better, uh, you can make a plan for change. If you can't, then you move to a plan for acceptance of the bad news. So here's what I want you to do. You already know what the, you already know what the assignment's going to be. I want you to answer these questions. Okay. I'm not going to give them to you again, because I want you, uh, I want to make sure that you're, uh, um, I want to make sure that you're listening to the podcast, but I just gave you the questions. Okay. There are one, two, three, four questions I want you to answer. Now, if you don't know what those questions are and you want to go straight to the book, if you have the book, it's found on page 32 and 33. Uh, just go to the questions. It's under the looking within, you know, section, those four highlighted questions. I want you to answer those and just answer. You don't have to be long. It doesn't have to, you can make it as long as you want. You can make it as short as you want, but just make sure you're going deep on this. Okay. Four, those four questions are right there. I look forward to reading your responses. Oh, uh, so this was about <laughs> uh, happiness and mortality. Okay. Uh, the other day I read, and I forgot to bring it with me, but there's a quote that I read that talked about understanding the fact that we are mortal beings. Just understanding that can help us fulfill our purpose in greater ways. Because number one, there's going to be an end for all of us. Every single one of us have one thing in common. We're all going to die. We're all going to be at a funeral one day, and it's going to be our funeral. Okay, And they're going to put us onto the ground. And within three weeks, most everybody who's at the funeral is going to forget about us. That's, that's, that's a true statement. That's really going to happen. And that is depressing as all get out to think about. Okay, So, so that's happening for all of us. Okay, so so you got to understand that, and I've got to understand that. Uh, but the beautiful thing about that is because we know that that frees us up to live our purpose right now. You can become a billionaire, and within three weeks after your funeral, most people who attended your funeral are not going to be thinking about you. You can spend your whole life earning a billion dollars, ten billion if you want. And if you want to do that, that's great. Go ahead. I've I have nothing against that. 
But if that's not really what you're meant to do, if that's not really what your purpose is, I would assume that you just do what you are meant to do. Do what you're meant to do because at some point we're all going to die and three weeks after your death, most people are going to forget about you. So why are we worried so much about what everyone else thinks about us? Okay, Live out your purpose. Okay, I look forward to reading your responses this week. All right, take care, everybody. I'll see you in the next podcast. Actually, I won't see you in the next podcast because next week is Thanksgiving. I hope you have a chance to rest and reflect and relax and no podcast next week. So uh, I'll see you in two weeks for our next podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Take care.